Hey guys, welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. Today I have a special guest on the show. He's a longtime friend of mine. Um, we've been working together for a while in entrepreneurship. He used to do drop shipping and stuff like that. Uh, now he works in the startup world and he does a lot of really cool marketing stuff for that. And I wanted to have him on the show to talk about his experiences there and how that can, you know, help you guys understand entrepreneurship and, and marketing a bit better. Uh, welcome to the show, Robert. Hey everyone. Thanks for having me, Trevor. It's been a long time and I'm happy to be on the show. Yeah, we did an episode uh, a while back when I first started this podcast in Chiang Mai, Thailand, where we met, and that was back in, what, late 2016 or something like that? Yep. That was a lot of Believe fun. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we met at a coffee shop. I think it was a Starbucks, and we were just passing our, uh, my, my iPhone back and forth doing the episode then. <laughs> it was yep, seriously, back and forth. That was good. It was good times. Totally unprepared, and I don't even care. You know what? Like, that just goes to show, like, if you just launch and you do it, you know what I mean? Like, you'll have some good stuff to look back on and good memories. That's what life's all about, right? Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more just like taking that step and just doing uh, instead of always thinking like, oh, this isn't right. This isn't right. Yeah. Uh, that's what, definitely one thing I, I admire about you, man. You're always just like taking that step and just going for it. And I love it. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that about you as well. I think that you've been um, always this like really optimistic, friendly person and um, very open minded uh, to all this cool stuff going on these days. So maybe um, do you want to uh, talk about your background in tech, maybe background in marketing and stuff like that, and kind of how that led you up to working at a, a tech startup, which is really, really intriguing. Sure. Um, so obviously uh, we can go through that other podcast if you want to hear about my, my dropshipping and e-commerce experience. It taught me a lot about the ins and outs of marketing and how to actually do a lot of direct marketing. Um, but before that, I was working uh, for a family, my family business, and that really brought me into how to manage teams um, and how to plan uh, integrated marketing campaigns using like other partnerships, other businesses, uh, and kind of bringing it all together to focus on the brand building and uh, bringing those customers in. So a lot of a lot of this kind of transpired together, uh, knowingly or not, uh, completely unintentional. <laughs> with my dropshipping and e-commerce and entrepreneurial startup life that after kind of realizing it for a while that I wasn't looking to sell products online anymore, I ended up meeting a good mentor in Chiang Mai <clears throat> that uh, told me that if you really want to challenge yourself, if you want to take that next step in your life, Robert, which it seems like you're looking for another challenge now to move on somewhere else, uh, I would definitely advise working for a startup. And the person that was telling me this was Patrick. I don't know if you ever met him or not, but long story short, Patrick uh, was one of the leads for expansion projects and regional expansion for Uber in Europe back when they were starting. Uh, and he's like, Start, startup life will get you to learn faster than you've ever thought was possible and challenge you in areas that you thought you were good at. <laughs> and, and maybe make you and push yourself to areas that you had no idea about. And to me, that sounded uh, much better than sh maybe chasing the next shiny object, which I was doing in like basically when I was a solopreneur a lot. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, I want to do dropshipping, and that's great. And I was like, oh, you know, I'd rather do FBA, and then I'd maybe try and do affiliate. And then I was chasing all these different business models, and you know how it is, going a mile wild, inch deep. Um, so that's kind of what I did. I, I ended up coming, and I was traveling with uh, Taylor, my girlfriend, and uh, we went back for graduation with her. And at that point, I instantly, during that time, that transition back to the States, I was instantly looking for startup jobs. Um, we went back to the States. She, wanted, she was graduating. And uh, it was a perfect time for me to like, okay, 
I know there's people that have remote jobs in startup, and I know a few things about marketing. Uh, so maybe maybe not everything, but I, I definitely am uh, well versed to say the least as uh, as yourself. And uh, from there, I know I'll kick it. I'll I'll learn whatever I need to because uh, that's one thing I am passionate about is learning. And uh, so I I asked myself, what am I passionate about? What do I want to get involved in with startups, and how do I how do I get there? Uh, and I was all, I've always been in, uh, interested in crypto and blockchain technology. So if you've put yourself in a frame of reference here, this is 2017 now, right before this entire wave of everyone's interested in blockchain. Um, and uh, at that point, that's when I recognized, okay, I'm interested in blockchain tech, or tech, no, uh, in crypto. I've been into this probably since 2011, 2012. And uh, I was like, okay, how can I combine this interest with future technology, uh, potentially uh, world changing, and another passion of mine, which was video games. Uh, so I literally went on AngelList and I started typing in two filters, uh, remote, uh, <laughs> blockchain, and video games, slash esports. And they were the three criteria I had. After that, um, I just started applying to startups and there was one that really stuck out to me that kind of hit, uh, their mission kind of hit me a little bit on like, yeah, I can get behind this. And uh, that's where I'm at today. It's uh, First Blood. Their mission was um, basically they're looking to build a platform that's going to empower gamers to go from regular players to pros. And, and they're not only just looking to do that, there's alternative B, which I found even more fascinating, was uh, offering the opportunity to make money playing videos and utilizing blockchain while on that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a nail on the head here. I am I am sold on their mission, and uh, that was a big step for me um, because when I'm working for a startup, I was debating on two things here. It was either uh, work for a a problem, like go for a problem that I wanted to solve, or go for a company that had a strong mission behind it. And uh, I went for the mission first uh, to see how startup life was. I knew if I was going to struggle with all the hardships of getting into the world of startup, that I would rather be behind a mission than a problem. That's really cool, man. So, it's so exciting because like esports are getting so big now, you know? It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to say that they're getting big, I think is an understatement. Um, well, and with I, live, live streaming of people playing their games, I see YouTube videos where like people are making millions live streaming. Uh, what's the what's the popular game out right now? Um, uh, uh, well, there's Fortnite. There's player on battle. Yeah, Fortnite is a big one. Fortnite's huge. Uh, Mainstream. To say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still got a long way to go, um, to be honest, in the United States. But, like, when you go and travel a little bit more to, like, Asia or Europe, like, even Europe, actually, um, they're, they're very, it's a lot more common uh, where you don't really have to explain the whole idea of what esports is, like, especially in Asia. Asia is, it's, it, it is probably bigger than sports, I'm almost certain. Um, so with that being said, there's still a lot of work to be done on the ground for United States and just culture accepting this whole reality here. But people, they're streamers, yeah, making uh, six figures, seven figures a month streaming. Um, you know, and I know that's really hard to believe because it's like, how the hell can a person playing video games make that much money? You know, but um, it's, it's a fascinating world to say the least now that I'm, I've dove in head first. Uh, I, I see it firsthand, uh, especially with the whole streamer world. That's a it's a whole different ball game, to be honest. But yeah, it's it's 
Well, it's kind of uh, cool fascinating. It's like what's happening is these people, they're playing video games, but they're not just playing, they're actually live streaming, which basically means they're creating <coughs> And anybody that creates content can tell an advertiser, hey, you can put your ad on this, pay me a little bit of money for it, or like an advertising network like Google AdSense. And that, that <coughs> video gamer then can make money from, from ad revenue just, just playing a video game and live streaming. It's, it's totally cool, man. Like the world is so interconnected and advertisers are now more directly connected to consumers more than ever, and the people in the middle are people playing video games. Like, ah, oh, it's too cool. It's really cool. This doesn't ex didn't exist, you know, 10, 15 years ago before live streaming was like so. No, it, the live streaming thing has blown. It's blown up. I mean, it's been building for a while. Twitch got uh, acquired uh, by Amazon. I mean, at that point, it was pretty validated. The space is real. Um, and yeah, these people, the, the people streaming and the people playing esports, are not too much intersecting at the moment but I, I can see in the future that will be changing where you know every esports player will have a strong audience they're live streaming they have their own communities i mean um that's kind of what's happening it's like these people are building communities uh and that's kind of their moats i guess you could say like you know that's how do you beat this person's like i have to build a bigger community more engagement more people that enjoy hanging out with me um and brands are coming to these streamers. Like, for example, like the one person that everyone, you know, is aware of, his name is Ninja. Dude has, you know, 100,000 people, 100,000 people watching him almost every stream. Like, just imagine turning on your camera and you have 100,000 people just watching you. Um, he's got sponsorships from every major endemic and non-endemic brand around the world. Like, you know, one of them, for example, Red Bull. Uh, dude, He's a, he's a, he's the prime example of someone making, uh, you know, he's in the making in the millions per month, um, you know, with his brand sponsorships, whether it's ads, like subscriptions with Twitch, it's just, the guy is making a buttload of money and he's not even an esports player. He's just ninja. Yeah. So um, he's doing it because, and people like him because of his personality, right? And the way he plays yeah. the game and stuff, he's really good at it. So those two combinations and then his, his like, fearlessness to create the content to actually stream it and just build community engage with people like you said like that creates uh, a place where where e-commerce happens like, like people will will click on ads because they're being displayed in front of this guy's content not somebody else's content this guy's content they like this guy so they'll click his ad or they'll click his affiliate link or maybe the brand just pays him directly you know for the sponsorship and stuff like that and that's how a lot of this stuff works too and it's really exciting it's, um, it's an incredible space it's really cool. Um, what, what exactly does firstblood.io do to help um, the gamers become more professional? Like, like what do they do, coach them, or what, what, how do they do that? So basically, it's built within our product, really. Uh, we're trying to build an ecosystem uh, that allows, basically, if you come and compete on this platform, you, will, you can make money, A, um, and B, you can eventually start getting better. Your skills will get refined and obviously uh, offer you more opportunity in the future to compete at these higher level pro events, uh, the professional events. Um, we, we offer opportunities to like kind of scale. Um, for example, like we're launching a new product um, shh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. It's, it, it's, it's public, um, but <laughs> uh, we, we're launching this new product and this new product is going to basically give people the opportunity to qualify, um, if they're good enough, into a professional uh, PUBG event, which, you know, they're going to be playing against the top tier professionals around, uh, around the United States or the world, depending on which region we're going to be having these events. 
So, I mean, we're trying to offer a whole ecosystem where you can plug in and either if you're just casual, you can do that. You can enjoy it. You can potentially make some money. Or um, if you want to go that pro route, if you aspire to be one of these pro teams, we want to empower you to do that with basically our products. And that's kind of like where I really get behind it. It's like, I, I remember back in my day, um, you know, aging myself a little bit, but back in like, you know, the Halo ones, um, <laughs> Call of Duty 1.6, like all the really awesome games that I grew up on, uh, saying like, how, how do I get involved with, with this? Um, and I didn't think it would be a reality. And today, yeah, that's kind of exactly what we're doing. We're building these platforms for anyone to jump in and, uh, potentially level up. That's awesome, man. So anybody listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, definitely if you have like a kid that's into playing uh, video games a lot, or maybe you have a friend who's really into playing video games, or maybe you are just make sure that you check out firstblood.io. It sounds like a really cool startup that can connect you with the community people you need to grow uh, your game business. You can start live streaming and build a community through that as well in your off time when you're just normally playing your video game. Pretty cool. So yeah. thanks, Robert. That's awesome. Um, so can we talk a little bit about um, the marketing work that you do for, for First Blood and, and what that involves? Exactly. You're saying direct marketing. Um, what, what, what exactly does that involve? Break that down a little bit. So, so right now um, we're, again, going to be <clears throat> launching a new product. And just to be clear, Trevor, uh, First Blood, we only have right now supporting two titles. Uh, that's Dota 2 and player unknown battlegrounds. So if you're into either of those titles, you are more than welcome to join our ecosystem and level up and potentially go pro, all that good stuff. If it's other titles are down the line, they're coming. But uh, I, I can't I can't promise. We're, we will take and bring you into our community and, and love you, but <laughs> you will not be able to really enjoy the product if you're not one of those two, uh, uh, one of those two type of gamers at the moment. Um, as far as like what kind of marketing is happening, and my end here. So yeah, I am, I'm leading marketing at the moment uh, with First Blood, which um, basically entails everything you can imagine um, with marketing. So <clears throat> this is social media, influencer marketing, product marketing, direct marketing, paid advertising, search engine marketing, search engine optimization, and conversion rate optimization. So um, we're going down the gamut, man. And uh, it's been... Uh, interesting to really get into a lot of these avenues like for example product marketing um i have very little experience to product marketing prior to this and uh product marketing realistically is writing um and understanding your demographic that you're going to be launching a product to and then making sure that you're creating a whole go-to-market strategy uh around that product and making sure the messaging and communications is on the same level of who you're going to be targeting um and even though that sounds incredibly like, oh, obviously that's easy. Um, this has been one of the more interesting, fascinating, like I think you can say leaps of faith for me where I'm just like talking to other product marketers and trying to get like the whole sphere here of like exactly how to go about doing this. Cause it seems so easy to me and intuitive. Uh, you know, for us, we'd be launched products and new stores and all this stuff back. Like, you know, it's easy for us. And then I'm like, there's no way it's this easy. Like, you know, like it just, People have, this is a job role, <laughs> like, right? Um, and obviously you can get granular, uh, like about anything. You can get really nitty gritty. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like go a little bit deeper in the whole, like launching and understanding more about the product marketing spend. Uh, so yeah, there's that, but one, the one thing when you're doing products as opposed to doing drop shipping, right? Cause you actually <laughs> focus on a, a unique product as opposed to like a bunch of different products from one brand. So 
True. Okay, I want to launch it. How am I going to do that? And it's kind of like you can think of it like that. Like your product is your store. Um, and that, that's, it's, it's fascinating that I kind of compare the two, but you're right. You're definitely right. Like uh, for us, we're launching this new one product and we're only launching in the United States. And we have a very <laughs> hyper niche, like demographic and target community. It's like, you know, you enjoy video games. You enjoy being competitive in video games and potentially you want to put money on that competition and win more money. Uh, and you only enjoy this one game. So it's like niche, 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 niche. Uh, and, and you know that it's your communications has to be, uh, and marketing, marketing messages have to be exactly on point. Cause if you're missing the mark, um, these people are gonna be like, Oh, well, these are frauds. Like, you know, they, they're not, they actually don't know anything about me. Um, and that's, that's kind of part of the challenge. It really is. Um, so yeah, is that's, your, is your target demographic younger, uh, players usually, or is it, are they older? Kind of honestly, it's, uh, 18 to, uh, 34. It seems uh, to be like basically where we're, our, our sweet spot is, uh, there's obviously people that may be older that play the game and enjoy this, but, uh, you know, realistically we're in a United States based business and, uh, we do, we are preparing to have the ability for people to, for example, put a dollar down and me and you, we're going to put a dollar down and we're going to say who's better. And then, uh, uh, whoever wins takes that pot, uh, kind of thing. So we're preparing for the ability for people to use, uh, like fiat or crypto. And, uh, that requires an age like verification, obviously. So, um, 18 being the minimum, there's definitely a huge younger audience than that, but we are not going after them. I can tell you that. Um, and then obviously there's people like my age or your age are like, you know, Oh shit, we have disposable income. Let's, I, and I really enjoy playing this video game. I don't plan on going pro, but I definitely wouldn't mind, you know, challenging some other people cause I'm hyper competitive. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see definitely somebody with a bit more money and you know, want, want to create some sort of a hobby, uh, betting on it. There's a lot, if you go to Vegas, any day, any of any day of the week, you go to the casino, the people sitting around betting on sports are, you know, between the ages of like 30 and like 60. And, uh, and yeah, they just have tons of disposable income. I mean, if you think about it, video games and sports are not a whole lot, this uh, are not unlike, you know, you have the same qualities of, of teams, especially with Fortnite, a game where, you know, you're, you're role playing instead of just, you know, doing one thing. It's a lot like a team sport. There must be a lot of well, just, there. well, just 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 imagine like um, mo every everything that's going to be happening on first blood when it comes to any type of money usage is a hundred percent like me versus you. Uh, there's never going to be like uh, oh I think this person's going to win. Uh, so like the way we're looking at it is like a skill based wagering. Um, basically, like uh, you're going to be you can it's almost like it's comparable more to like a like a maybe a DraftKings than like a poker. Uh, you know what I mean like. Uh, where so, these people so are like, oh, there's nobody outside yeah. betting on the game itself. It's just correct. That correct. It's just like me versus you. Um, or if I want to join a larger pool, it's like me versus 99 other people. But it's 100% based off of like a game, uh, and you're actively. It's your job to basically earn that winnings. Um, Is there anything so, you're dealing with as far as legalities go with the gambling side of things? For that model? Man, if you only knew. Yeah, it's 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 serious. <laughs> I mean, um, it's we, one of the co-founders and a major another major reason I'm here is uh, he's a he one of the co-founders of the startup is a lawyer. Um, so okay. he has really been making sure that even me on the marketing side, no matter what I'm communicating, that there's no 
misalignment. Uh, so, you know, betting is not the case for us. I can tell you that we are, there's no betting associated the first blood whatsoever. We are a skill-based wagering site. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, there's a, there's a whole, whole thing there, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, we're keeping an extremely close eye on everything that's to do with, uh, legal. Uh, ramifications. Yeah, I think it's the coolest thing is you're you're getting into this business uh, model where now you're kind of like the supplier instead of being the dropshipper. Whereas before you were just doing the marketing, now you're kind of like creating the product or doing the marketing for the product itself and also doing the marketing to get the consumers to buy the product. Um, are you guys working with distribution somehow? Like I'm not sure how you do distribution video games, but or like your platform. But is there any kind of distribution model built into it, or are you just direct to the consumer with all your marketing? A lot of it is direct to uh, consumer, but we are trying to build some other opportunities with, uh, for example, like land centers, uh, especially like, you know, in Asia, like there's a million cybers, like, uh, and every single one of them use the same software. Uh, so uh, imagine going to a cyber and they're going to see first blood there because we're partnered with the cyber that owns or the, the software that owns and works with all these different cybers. Um, so we think there's a huge opportunity for that, um, regardless of where we're expanding. And there's, there's a few other routes that we were, we're going that are not just B2C, but, um, yeah, that's one I think is very promising. It's like, if we're just on these computers where people are sitting there spending money to play video games before they even play the video game, uh, there's probably an opportunity that they're going to spend money with us too. Uh, so yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, it's been such a good talk. I learned a lot about your, uh, the company you're working for, First Blood. If you guys want to check it out, it's firstblood.io. That's the company website. Um, thank you for being on the podcast, Robert. I just wanted to mention really quick that you are in Boston right now, right? Yeah. Okay, and I'm in Bangkok, yeah. Thailand. So just the technology that enables us to have a live video conversation completely across the world with barely any of a delay is absolutely incredible. So it's incredible. Isn't it cool? So this kind of thing is awesome. And, um, and this just wasn't possible like 10, 20 years ago, you know? So like this technology is growing. Um, I'm trying to do more content and stuff like that. I realize there's so many opportunities out there. I'm so glad that you're working with a startup that is working on like leading edge technology. I think that's really exciting, man. And, and you are basically helping them pave the way for the future of, you know, online uh, e-commerce when it comes to, to person to person wagering for video games. It's, it's just so cool, man. It's, it's awesome. I, I, thanks, man. I definitely appreciate it. And I, uh, I definitely agree that the te technology is progressing quite exponentially. Like <laughs> we are yeah, across the world right now and it's, it's awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, one thing I do want to finish off here on my end is, uh, the one thing that I, I was not prepared for, uh, or learning from the, the startup was, uh, the idea of working with like uh, cross department, teams. So working with developers and product managers more than I've ever done in my life. And I find if anyone is looking to get into a startup, um, especially on the marketing side, that's doing any type of tech, um, this is going to be one of those hurdles or especially if you have no working knowledge that you're going to have to learn uh, on the fly quick, quickly. So I would advise looking at podcasts or uh, <laughs> reading, trying to educate yourself on like how to understand how product managers work, uh, project managers and developers so you can kind of plug right in and kind of go from there. Yeah. A lot of you know me. On your yeah. end with different people all the time. 
Yeah, well, it's meet, it's meetings, but it's also like uh, when things are you're working with something that's being built. Like you know, thing this thing is for first, but it's still being built. So it's not like you know, oh, you plug in the Dropbox and like the product's done. Like you know, they're building new stuff, but the the core value is done. Like you know, it's you're gonna go and cloud share. Like that's that's it. You're you know, they've already built the billion dollar business. Like you know, with for, like with a startup and you're building a project it's there's a lot of moving parts that are ever changing and you're plugging into how the de- product is actually developing and you're working with these product de- product managers product developers and you're trying to figure out how their ecosystem works because as a as a marketer you're not exposed to this too often um so that's you know i would if you're looking to get into a startup my one piece of advice i would like to close with is like learn about the ecosystems of agile agile uh product development or just different methodologies of product development uh, before you jump in, uh, because I think that will help you exponentially when it comes to uh, growing your career and your yourself in, in a product-based uh, tech startup. Heck yeah, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, yeah, so it's really cool what you're doing. I think we should definitely have like a follow-up maybe in six months or, or you know, whatever, just to kind of see where the company's at and where you guys are at, because things are just rapidly evolving. I think that'd be really cool. What do you think? Uh, hey, I'm all about it. <laughs> Anytime we can hang out and talk, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all, all for it. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, how things evolve, what things happen, and, and what, you know, obstacles you guys run into in the process. You know, entrepreneurship is just this crazy thing that, you know, you have to kind of just dig through the mud and, like, chop your way through the jungle to get, you know, to where you're trying to go. And then you realize where you thought you were trying to go isn't even where you wanted to go. It's over here. That's <laughs> how entrepreneurship is. So, yeah. All right, well, it's Very good to have you, Robert, and thanks so much for being on again, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Trevor. Take care, man. Talk next time. Cool.